Today is potluck day, and I'm going to talk about just about anything I feel like. So, I want to start with some of the things in the news. We have currently a moron in the White House. I don't know how to explain it other than that. He's ignoring this coronavirus, and it's completely out of line. I don't understand. He says we should do less testing, and then one of his surrogates gets up and says, oh, he was just kidding. No, he wasn't. (laughs) He really meant it. He meant we should do less testing, which is completely lunacy. It's just crazy. So I... I have so much I'd like to say about this guy, but it I don't want to appear to be, you know, one of those anti-Trump complete idiots that stand outside and hold signs up and all that other stuff. I, I just can't do that kind of thing. So, but some of the things that I've watched this guy do, you know, I've been in medicine for a long time to actually think that you could inject disinfectant into a human being and have it work on a virus is just insane. No one would think of that as a option. And, you know, the doctor sitting there, and of course the two doctors that they have, I wonder how far they have their nose up Trump's ass. I don't know. But I wonder what kind of father this guy was because you know this show is about being a parent and being a rich parent I think is almost like not being a parent at all you know you you might be there for the delivery you may have missed your plane I'm talking about your private plane and it's amazing how most of these kids are raised by au pairs which is you know, fashion word for maid, um, or the newest word for maid, I should say. And they're rarely seen by their father or their mother. And, you know, because they have things to do, you know, they're shopping to do and, you know, there's affairs that have to happen and all that other stuff. And I just look at it like, I can't believe people are allowed to do this, not experience what it's like to be a parent just let someone else do it call the kid your own take credit for him when he's you know successful businessman himself you know or herself and it just is wrong wrong (laughs) and i don't know why we made this guy president um i had no part of it but it just amazes me how people think that if you don't vote that it doesn't matter because this time the person has it in the bag, which is what happened with Hillary Clinton. Everybody thought there's no way that Donald Trump could win. And he had a base, a base of crazy people just like him. And that base all went out and they got people to vote and they also voted themselves. They didn't, you know, hold up anything. They let it, go they really voted they made it really hard for some towns to vote making them go over to two or three towns over to get their voting done and 
require an ID and all this other stuff, not just your voting card, your ID too. Not that, I'm not sure that's a bad idea, but it just is something that they do to the African-American population to, you know, make them go back three towns and come back again and wait in a long line and, and then not get to vote anyways. So there's real voter suppression down there in the South. There's a lot of things in the South that really bother me. I'm sorry, but, you know, I'm I'm from just outside of Chicago, and it's not perfect here. But there's a lot of times that I've worked um, side by side with, in fact, I, I worked with one of the most educated, incredibly smart, incredibly talented uh, physicians and. His name was, I hope he doesn't mind me saying it, but his name was Alan, or is Alan Jackson. And I made fun of him for having a country star's name, put a big poster of Alan Jackson on his door, and I autographed it for him. So Alan went to Harvard for medical school and became a cardiologist eventually you know, through their school. I, I mean, he walked into this hospital that I was working at and I knew that he came here to do research and he came here to do all this other stuff that this hospital was able to do. He was, he was just a guy who wanted to prove himself and I never even looked at him and said, wow, he's African-American, I should watch out for him. Come on, folks, you know, People don't think that way anymore. If you think that way, you're way behind. You're in the 1950s. If I see one more old white guy with a big beer belly at one of these rallies, I'm just going to puke. And by the way, your wife looks the same. So, sorry, had to get it out. Hope you don't mind. But back to parenting. I, I think that sometimes when people are very, very wealthy. They just assume because they were raised by au pairs that their children should be raised the same way. And every once in a while, they'll pull someone out of the, you know, mainstream of women or men and they were raised a different way. They were raised where the parents were involved and the parents made time to go to the baseball games and had their friends over and made them peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and, and, you know, let them play basketball in the driveway. They just did whatever they wanted to do because they were a kid and the parent was there to make sure they didn't get in any trouble and also just so that they would have fun, you know. I mean, a parent sometimes is the is the boss of fun. You know, they will decide to put a pool in the backyard and make it fun for everybody. The other cool thing about that is you always know where your kid is because you have the coolest backyard in the entire neighborhood. So everybody's going to be there, including your kids, which means you know where they are and you know they're not getting in trouble. So every once in a while, one of these people sneak into one of these rich families, meet at a bar or something like that, and all of a sudden they click and now they're married and... <laughs> The rich parents on the, the bride's side or the groom's side have no idea about this woman or man, and they don't know if he'll even be able to support her if they go out on their own, so we'll have to keep giving her a hundred grand a month 
it's it's amazing when one of these people gets infiltrated into <laughs> upper society and just starts bringing people down to the level that they need to be brought down to so if you sneak one of those people in i tell you that that can work to bring some parenting back into the you know into the actual mix of au pairs and you know maybe maybe letting grandma watch them for a little while probably not but not a bad idea i think our current first lady would be happy to do that she seems to be a sweetheart i just don't know what's wrong with her brain because something is because she married him now maybe there's nothing wrong with her brain and she's thinking this guy won't be alive forever why not hang on to him for a while just close my eyes during the naughty parts and you know eventually he's gonna drop dead and i got a lot of money coming to me i really should get off that subject because it pisses me off and i don't need that going on i think uh today i want to talk about mothers a little bit um because we talked about fathers and dads and we should talk about mothers and moms. Let's look at some of the differences between the two. A mother will refuse to read a bedtime story because she needs to text her friend. A mom will text her friend after she reads the bedtime story and tucks the child in. So there you go. That's one. Number two. A mother will have the au pair put the children in the car so she can just drive. A mom will enjoy these moments of trying to wrestle a kid into the car because sometimes it's pretty funny, and then get in the car and drive away on her own. It's very, very interesting. They just get in the car and go. A mother will have the au pair take the children down to the park and play with them. This time, not that it matters, but there is a sale on purses at Macy's, so she's got to go to that. Um, a mom would not even care about a sale at Macy's, and she would take her children to the park and play with them. I mean, actually get off the bench and play with them, and encourage them to go up and down the different things and enjoy themselves. That's what a mom does. I think if we look at some of the other things, making dinner for a lot of people, I used to be so excited when there'd be something, you know, on the table when I walked in from work, because a lot of times I was working late, and it still is one of my favorite things. I mean, I know it's old-fashioned, but my wife at the time wasn't working. She was home with the four kids, and I would call her from the road and tell her where I was, and She'd start whipping something up, and I'd get in there, and holy cow, nice meal. So, you know, that's a mom. That's someone who cares about her husband and about the kids, making sure they sit down and eat with their dad who's been gone for three days. And she did that a lot, and it made her a good mom. I think she's one of the best moms I've ever met, and I'm not saying that just because I'm married to her, but what I've seen her do over the years has always been pretty amazing. She has a way of calming down our kids that is so impressive. No matter what's going on, no matter how 
much of a problem it is. I mean, our 23-year-old just called her a couple days ago because she broke up with her boyfriend. Now, does she call me to ask me for advice? No. She called mom because mom is the one who will help her through this. Dad is probably going to screw it up, and, and I'm not afraid to say that because when it comes to that breakup stuff and all that problems with men and I I don't get it I don't understand and I'm not going to pretend to understand so that request goes to my wife and she takes care of it in fact a couple weeks ago my daughter lives in Iowa not too far over the border of Illinois and Iowa so for us it's about a two-hour ride and uh she had broken up with her boyfriend and she was upset because she had to take this big test and she was worried that she hadn't, you know, studied enough. And so what does Eileen do? She says, I'm going to get in the car and go visit her. Now I'm kind of laid up all the time with my back or my knees. So, you know, she said, you stay here. I'll handle this. She'll, she'll be glad to see me and we can talk and everything will be fine. So that's what they did. And she was much better. She came in um, last weekend and had a great time. She was fine. She had gotten over the problem and everything was good. So moms are pretty important. I think the last thing I want to talk about is what's going on in the world and how it can affect your kids. Um, I'm not talking about coronavirus that has already been established, how it can affect your kids. But this civil unrest or marching or um, protesting, I guess is the best word, I think is a cry out for change. And it's something that needs to happen. And there's a lot of our kids out there marching and taking tear gas and all that other fun stuff that the cops are throwing at them rubber bullets. I saw a lady being interviewed. She was a reporter, um, independent reporter, and she had a, she was doing photography at one of the marches and she got shot in the eye with a rubber bullet. She'll never see out of that eye again. And that's kind of bad for a photographer. So, you know, it's, it's, they say that these are not lethal weapons. Well, not lethal is one thing, but you know, not life changing is another thing. So for her, you know, the, for the rest of her life, she's going to have to deal with this and having one eye visual one eye, it takes you a long time to get depth perception in again. So I was frustrated to see that I was angry. My biggest anger came when the president had the park cleared out so he could walk over and get a picture in front of a church where he was holding up a Bible and it was upside down. So you can tell that no matter what he says, this man is not by any means a churchgoer. It just seems like he wants to put on this smiley face no matter what's happening and say it's someone else's fault, especially Obama's fault. Um, I think... Obama made one mistake in his presidency, and that was at the very end of his presidency when uh, they had the correspondence dinner. 
he decided to make fun of Donald Trump and his haircut and all that other stuff. And he was making fun of a lot of people, but mainly making fun of himself. But he saw Donald in the crowd and, you know, kind of gave him the reses and just, you know, made fun of him. Well, Donald wasn't laughing. He didn't think it was funny at all. So, you know, I think Obama kind of backed off and just said, well, he's getting pissed, so I might as well stop. And so he went on to the next person or then, you know, whether it was him or his wife or whatever and finished the speech and sat down and they kept throwing the camera on Trump and he was, you know, making all this noise at the table and just frustrated and you could tell that, you know, this was going to be a nightmare because he's going to broadcast out everything in the world about Obama being not a citizen and, you know, whatever else he was thinking about. If you do not believe that this guy is prejudiced, there is something wrong with you and it's probably that you're prejudiced. So take a good look at yourself and say, do do I need to be prejudiced? Is there any reason for me to be prejudiced? What has a black person done to me that makes me so angry that I can put on a white coat and a white hood and burn a cross in a black family's front yard just for a good time and scare the living daylights out of them. I mean, this still happens in the South. So, you know, we think sometimes that it's a problem that is solving itself by, you know, just people working closer together and the black or African-American population is now, you know, they, they get to go to school just like we get to go to school. It's not, you know like it was 50 years ago where governor tried to, I can't remember his name, McGovern. I don't know. Um, this governor tried to stop the black kids from entering the college. And, uh, eventually John F. Kennedy, uh, said you will not do that. And he sent in the national guard and they removed him from the front door. So, wasn't long after that that guy got shot so i don't know you know things come around and go around pretty pretty quickly sometimes now this is all something that you want to make sure that your kids don't you know pass along to their kids you know if you're prejudiced keep it to yourself don't be yelling out the n-word or you know making fun of hispanic people to saying that they don't have you know their visas or you know, they're not a citizen when some of them were born here and had nothing to do with wanting to be in America. They just were dragged here by their parents. And that's a whole different thing, and I was really glad to see the Supreme Court knock that down, where Obama, or not Obama, Trump was trying to get, you know, the uh, Dreamers thrown back into the countries that they came in, which was never their home. But he hates immigrants so much that he just wants all of them gone. And, you know, there was a news story about him talking to the Chinese prime minister, Chi, I guess is his name, and saying, you know, hey, if you get me elected, I'll make sure that the trade deals work out in your favor. Kind of saying, you know, sabotage the election as much as you can so that I can win and then I'll do a good trade deal with you, which is is just scary as all hell. I mean, we have to get this guy out of office. 
And if you're a Trump fan, I'm sorry if I just blew it out of the water for you. I just can't stand the stupidity coming out of the White House. And then the press secretary will come out and try to clean up the mess, and she's awful at it, just awful. She doesn't answer questions. She just throws statements out there, and I get so frustrated listening to these people that I finally end up turning on YouTube and watch something like how to make a computer, which all of a sudden is something that I want to do. So funny, maybe, but could I do it? Yes, I could do it. Put my mind to it. I could do anything except gymnastics. Not good for me. Anyhow, I've been talking for a little while and I think it's time we quit. Sorry, I kind of got off on a tangent, but I had seen so much of this stuff this week. I kind of felt like I needed to talk about, you know, what your teenager will do when they're out on these protests and just walk in and, you know, you got to have a talk with them. You know, you don't mess with police no matter how mad you are. You just protest, yell, scream, whatever you want to do. But, you know, don't get in some cop's face and wait for the signal to for them to charge and get yourself beaten up real bad because they're not holding back. I can tell you that much. Um, I've been watching and they're just pushing and, you know, you watch them push that old man down who's still in the hospital with a cerebral hemorrhage and uh, they just didn't think twice about it. Just pushed him down, slams his head on the ground and, you know, I was (laughs) floored. I mean, I, you know, it was bad enough watching them kill George Floyd. It, It was even worse to me to watch someone push a 75 year old man down on the ground. I mean, that's just meanness. There's nothing else to it. It's just somebody being mean. And you know what? I really think mean people get their up and coming, so to speak. Maybe when we cross over or something like that. Then God takes a look and says, you remember when you did this and this and this? And oh boy, is this going to be fun. And I think you'll be in a hot place for a while. Didn't I say I was going to end this? Well, I guess I went on a little bit more. So, anyhow, I hope you have a great day. I had fun with this one, even though I wasn't talking about children all the time. So I might start changing the podcast where I throw some opinions out there and maybe get some answers, and, uh, you know, we can go from there. And uh, I'll talk about some of the... I'm not sure even how you comment on the podcast or if you can, but if you can figure out a way, I'm sure that I'll get it. We can go from there. So let me know uh, if you can write in comments or something of that nature. And, you know, I will definitely read them and answer whatever I can. So I want you to have a great day though. Okay. We'll see you. Bye.